Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Hey y'all, it's gonna be juicy. Ooh, what we got today? We're all juicy. It's this is Danny J. And this is Jill. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. And uh, you know, today's conversation is gonna be around things like people pleasing and boundaries and uh what's it called when you stand up for yourself? Like it's yeah. being um assertive. Mm. Assertive is a good word. Yes, this comes from a story of a bad house guest. <laughs> so I'm going to just kind of lay the the groundwork and kind of what happened. So um, again, this is Danny. I so I was I have a, cl- a friend of mine who a, a cl- not a client, a personal training client from like 2005. Known her for over a decade, and um, we just reconnected. I moved back to Vegas, and so some of the people that used to live here and that I used to train have been reaching out and want to say hi. And so she reached out. And we went and got coffee a couple weeks ago, and she's. I found out she had lost her husband to cancer just two and a half years ago, and she's just a year younger than my mom was. And so she was telling me that she's finally selling her big house since her husband's gone and downsizing to a small house because she's been living by herself. And she goes, yeah, I'm going to have to live in a hotel for a week because um, I, I'm i closing on my house, but then the next cl- house I can't close on, and it's going to take a week in between. So she's going to live in a hotel. And I go, when is that going to be? Because Jeff and I are leaving town. We're going to be in Wyoming, and the house is open. So I just really wanted to be helpful. And y'all, I have had so many people in my life offer up their house to me, offer up a car to me, times where I just like needed it or even not needed it, just really nice to have. And so when I always said when I get a chance to be a blessing to someone else or do that, I want to. So I said, you can definitely stay at our place. I don't want you to have to live in a hotel. Like, why don't you live in our house? We're not going to be there anyway. So we kind of started texting back and forth about it when she gave me the dates. And I had sent her, so we live in a two-story house and y'all know we have a puppy now. So while we have a gate in front of the stairs and in front of the stairs, we, we have a gate in front of the stairs because the downstairs is tiled, the upstairs is carpet. And before we even brought the puppy home, we decided the dog's not allowed on the carpet. Just that was our decision. We didn't want to have to deal with pee stains on carpet and also just harder to clean and all of that. And also she's a puppy. She doesn't need to go upstairs. So I sent her a picture of the stairs and she, she had asked me, Hey, is it okay if I stay with my dogs, my three dogs? And you know, I thought about it for a moment and I was thinking like, uh, I don't really know about that. But then I sent her a picture of the gate and I said, sure, uh, just so you know, we have our dog stay downstairs. Here's the situation. I showed her a picture of the gate. I'm like, if it's cool, if they could stay downstairs. And she replied kind of like weird about it. Like, um, okay, let me think about it. And so I was taking it as like, she maybe she was offended or thinking like, my dogs are cool. Why do they got to stay downstairs? And then she asked me if there was a couch downstairs she could sleep on because I guess she sleeps with the dogs. So I was like, okay, look. If you, you know your dogs better than I do, if, you, if they're potty trained and they're older and they're good, like you can take them up to your room. So that was on me. <laughs> and what happened was I was going to come home on Thursday night, but I ended up needing to fly home a day early. And I told her I'm coming home. I have my dog. 
but it's okay if you stay um, for the next two nights with us because I told her she could stay till Friday. Just I'm going to be there. Just me and the dog, not Jeff or anything. Well, I get home <laughs> and it's just chaos. So she first texts me right before I get in that her dog is going to bark and I'm totally fine with that. I get it. New person. So she said, Hey, can you knock on the door? We'll get the dog to come down and then come in. I come in, the dog comes down. So then I go get my dog. But from that point on, the dog never really shut the fuck up. And then, uh, she also mentioned, she goes, Hey, did you have pee stains on your rug? We just got a brand new rug downstairs. Did not have pee stains. Our pup is potty trained downstairs. Never has peed on the rug. And I come home and there's like 12 fucking pee stains on the rug. And she's like, I tried to get it out, but I'll buy you a new rug. So I'm like, all right, fine. Gross. But she offered to buy a new rug. Like we wanted a bigger one anyway. Cool. So as the, as the night progresses, she just starts just, I don't know, doing weird things where she, she gets pizza. She orders a pizza. She starts feeding her dog's pizza. The dog takes the pizza over to the white. It's like a light beige rug. Like, I don't know, cream. And I'm just like cringing that the dog is eating pizza on the rug, but I'm also like, she's already told me she bought the rug, so that's fine. But then she like slips my dog pizza and I had already asked her to like to not feed my dog and to take the food off the ground. Just, it goes into where she just keeps doing things I'm asking her not to. And then finally, kind of what the straw that broke the camel's back was, I went to bed, put my pup in the kennel and two in the morning, I hear her cry, I get up to take her out. And I get to the stairs and first there's a fresh pee spot on the stair in the carpet that just irked me a little bit, but I was like, whatever, come downstairs, let my dog out. And when I put her back, I feel in her crate freezing cold. It's just, it's cold and wet. I'm like, what the hell is this? And I was going, oh my God, she peed. She's never peed in her crate. But then I was going, wait, she just, I just took her out and I had only put her down two hours ago. So I, I don't know how she would have peed and I don't know how the pee would be cold. <laughs> so long story short, I'm racking my brain. How did this happen? Her, her dogs crawled into my dog's crate, peed in there hours before. And then I put my dog to sleep in a crate full of pit of another dog's piss, <laughs> which very much upset me. So I was, I was just really upset all night and I was, the barking was driving me crazy and she was only going to stay one more night. So I was going, it's one more day. Just hang on. It's one more day. But I was, I was thinking about it more and more. I'm like, I can't handle this. I asked her. To so you were trying like, to like work and then like the dogs wouldn't yes, stop barking. Like tr- trying to do calls. The dogs wouldn't shut up. They were just aggravating. It was, it was just a lot. Well, and, not to mention now there's pee stains on the, the rug downstairs, but then upstairs, like everywhere there's pee stains. There was yeah. like one like shit stain somewhere yeah. like. Yeah. So the next morning, then the dog shits on the, shits on the rug. And she says like, oh, I think it was my dog. I'm like, no, it was definitely your dog. My dog was pooping outside. And then I just, I was going back and forth in my brain of, she was only going to stay one more night. And I was going, Danny, just, it's one more night. She's going to leave tomorrow. But I was going, I can't handle this. I can't handle another day. She's been here for five or six days on her own. I don't know what is, you know, what else is going on. So I wanted to talk to her. She ended up leaving and she texted me. She said, I'm going on some errands. And I texted her back and I was like, listen, I hate to do this, but I'm going to need your dogs to go. Because I went upstairs and I found two more. After I cleaned up the one, I found two more pee stains. And she said, I understand. But then she came back in the afternoon and she ended up, this was 10 in the morning. She ended up not leaving till five. In that amount of time, her dogs had peed again on the rug in the front, peed again upstairs right in front of me. And before she had come home, I'd found five more pee stains upstairs. 
And I was just going, so I gross. cannot, like I'm losing my shit right now that she's just letting her dogs pee all over, especially when I said from the beginning, like, here's the gate. Can you keep them downstairs? And so I just made the assumption like they were cool and that's why they were up. So asking her to leave was very hard for me because we've talked about the people pleaser thing and I was like I don't want her to be upset and I had also the night before uh, right before she came home she goes I could go to a hotel early and I said no 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 it's fine just stay so I told her I hate to do this because I told you different but now I need you to go like I need the dogs to go I said you can stay if you can board them you're welcome to stay one more night but the dogs can't stay one more night it's just too much for me she finally left she she said it was more expensive to board the dogs, so she just got a hotel which was fine with me but all this comes down to, I, I told you later, I was like, I was really proud of myself for asking her to leave because I could just have easily just sucked it up for one more day. But my mental health and just the sheer, I don't know, the Chaos, way I was feeling, yeah. <laughs> it was so much. It was so, so much. And I was just like, I have to say something. And I, and we talk about these conversations all the time, having hard conversations. And it was very... I mean, I was having this battle in my head of like, can you practice what you preach? Can you have a hard conversation? And that's why too, I really actually wanted to have that conversation in person, not text her, but she did leave. And it just, when she came back, she even made this comment of, to her dog, she goes, well, we're going to go in a hotel where we can pee wherever we want. And I was just like, Ugh. yeah, okay, if you want to do that, but why would you like, just right. was passive aggressive, yeah. but the whole like lesson in the story really was an just being able to state what was not working anymore and being able to change my mind because I was going, is that going against my word when I said one thing, but now I'm saying no. Um, there's a lot of those pieces that were, that I was battling with, but ultimately I'm like, I got to protect myself. I got to protect my own dog. This house we don't own. So this carpet is not like, that is the reason our dogs don't, my dog does not go upstairs. I'm like, this is not our house. This is not my place to have anybody piss on and especially not three dogs pissing 12 plus spots that I could even find. <laughs> right. Who there. knows what you can find. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So we, we, uh, had that situation. And so I was telling Jill, I was really proud of myself. And one of the reasons was I had used her example. Like there was a time. So yeah, you want to share the Santa Monica. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, uh, I think we've shared this before on an episode, but this is actually very important. And this is actually something that Danny and I talk about a lot because I think it's really important to, um, to have these conversations and be who you are so that people in life can trust you. So this is one of the biggest things, and this was hard for me too. So it's very similar to Danny, except that uh, Danny and her then husband were staying at my place when I was living in Santa Monica. You and I were close, but we weren't like super tight, but I knew yeah. you guys were living with your grandma at the time in Utah and like kind of needed a break. I left for Australia for five, Australia, New Zealand for five weeks. And I was like, hey, you guys are welcome to no one's staying at my place. You guys can come stay in Santa Monica for the month, whatever. And you guys came and it was great. And I was like, yeah, no worries. I'm, I mean, I'm paying the, the rent anyway. would love to see you guys there. Um, and then we had had the discussion that you guys would leave before I got home. And yeah. that was just like, fine, you guys were going to go back to Utah, whatever. And then um, you had messaged me like a couple days before I was coming home. And you're like, hey, there's actually an event in L.A., a couple of days after you get back that we want to go to, you know, would it be cool? Like you even said, like, totally fine. If not, I can stay with a friend or whatever, but would it be cool if we stayed next couple of days after you get back to go to this event? I sat on it and I was like, yeah, I mean, I love Danny. Like she's the coolest shit. Like, and 
it's not that big of a deal. But the problem was that I was traveling in New, in Australia and New Zealand with a girlfriend and we were together every single second for like five weeks. Mm-hmm. So to the point where like, even when we got back to the States, we literally were like, I love you. I'll see you in a month. Like we didn't even want to see each other. It wasn't a bad thing. It was like, we had a great time. But I remember just being like, I just need to be alone in my own air, like my own house. I just need to be alone. And so when you said that to me, I was like, ah, it would have been so easy to just be like, yeah, no problem. But I was just so looking forward to having my own space and getting back and being alone for a couple of days um, that I did. I remember really being really nervous to text you and actually having a boundary of like, I totally get it, but I'm really looking forward to being alone. I've been with Nagar every second, you know, for the last five weeks. Is it okay if you guys do stay at a friend's house? Mm-hmm. That's cool. And I remember thinking as I sent it, being really nervous because I'm like, she's just going to think I'm a bitch. Yeah. You know, she might think I'm a bitch, whatever. But I remember thinking this is also going to tell me everything I need to know about my relationship with Danny moving forward, you yeah. know, because I was like, she's a cool ass chick. Like we, you know, we've spent a couple, like we've hung out several times. And I remember just being like her response to this well, tell me if we're going to be friends or not. And you responded back and you're like, totally get it. No problem. No issues. And then later on, you told me that you really respected that, but it could have gone either way. And that's the chance that you take when you put a boundary in place, you know, and you and I were closer even then probably than you are to this woman. But I think this is why this is important. But now moving forward in our relationship, you know that I'm always truthful. So if I do tell you like, yeah, I'd love to have you, you know, that's not me just placating you. And trying to say whatever to yeah. be like people pleasing, you know, that's genuine. Like, you know, I want you to come and stay with me. Yeah. I wouldn't say that otherwise. So you can trust my word. So I think there's something really valuable. So I kind of said to Danny, I'm, I'm glad that you put that boundary in place with this house guest because depending on how she responds, it can tell you everything you need to know about her and like, yeah. you know, if she can get it. So I saw this meme recently that said boundaries or something about like boundaries, when people state their boundaries, it's to help keep you in their life, you know, rather than push you away. And I think that is, I mean, I guess it can go either way, but it is, I don't want to say it's a test, like a litmus test, but it kind of is yeah. to be like, can this person understand me and make it not all about them? And instead, can we make the relationship and the communication better? Because now you and I trust each other so much more. I trust your word. I never have to think to myself, is Danny just doing that to be nice? Or she really doesn't want me there? Or, you know, I trust your word and hopefully you trust mine too. So I think these moments are really small moments, but they're, they're, like you said, it would have been fine for me. It would have been totally fine. A couple days, no big deal. Yeah. But the problem is when every single time you're like, it's not a big deal, it's not a big deal, it's not a big deal. It's not this one time. It's all of the times that you don't hold the boundary. Yeah. You don't enforce the boundary. And then over time, you're like, why do I, why am I so fucking resentful yes. all the time? Yes. And it wasn't just one single issue. It was because you're not getting your needs met because you haven't put the boundary in place and you can't blame anyone but yourself. Yep. It's the resentment. It's the resentment that comes up. And I, like I told you, I respected that because I know myself, like after a long trip, I would just want my space one alone too. And that's exactly what happened this week. I got home, I wanted my space and I thought that you know, I think because you and I hang out so much, we know like we could just be quiet. We could be doing our own things. Right. We could just be in the same house. And she even told me, she texted me before. She goes, hey, don't feel like you have to entertain me. Because I told her I'd, I have to get home and get some work done. Right. Don't feel like you have to entertain me. And I was like, cool, it's going to be easy. I assumed it was until I walked in the door and I saw just the chaos and everything. And I was going, this is not what I wanted. And I need, and I knew you were coming to stay the next night. And so I'm going, even Beasley, she's just a puppy. And with all of that chaos with those other dogs, and then I knew you were bringing Pip. I'm like, she's going from just a big trip flying across the country. She had a rough time out there. 
to this chaos in the house and then another dog coming, I was like, she needs a, a day to just get her nervous system relaxed yep. and I definitely need it. And that's the thing is you could have easily let us stay and just like you knew you're like all right I've been with my friend for five weeks and it's like what's three more days or two more days right I can suck it up yeah I can suck it up and they're probably they're at the conference all day they're just gonna spend the night but it's just like you just want your space you just want your peace and it makes and, you feel a little selfish yeah. at first you yeah. know and I think that we're we're told in society like you can't be selfish you have to be selfless you have to you know prov- you just like it's this constant feeling of like don't be selfish and that, that was a huge sensitivity of mine mm-hmm. because that was one of the things that my ex-husband you know I don't think he would say that now but back then that was one of his big things was he, I think he thought I was selfish. So I'm super sensitive to that, you know, but at the end of the day, I'm like, it's my place. It's my stuff. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like you have every right to have the exact thing that you fucking want. You don't have a bunch of kids like that, you know, need your help. Like you don't like your partner's not here. Like, yeah, you should get exactly what you fucking want because this is your life. This is your space. This is your home. What's up, you guys? This episode is brought to you by The Happiness Diet. Go to thehappinessdiet.com to check out this digital course. Danny and I put this thing together um, about a year ago. And honestly, like this is, if you've ever said to yourself, I just feel stuck in my relationships. I feel stuck in my life. I don't know what my next step is. I don't know how to get out of my own way. This program is for you, thehappinessdiet.com. Go ahead and check it out. It is like literally six to 12 weeks of best practices, tools, strategies. It's not just like, hey, let's talk about our feelings. It's actual like in the trenches work that you guys can do on yourself, in your relationships to come out on the other side, feeling way more empowered, way more ownership, and really having a clear path to how you can heal, not only heal, but also get better. So go to thehappinessdiet.com, check out everything. If you have questions, send us a DM and we can talk obviously about your own situation, if this is going to be a good fit for you, but would love to have you in this program. It is tried and true, thehappinessdiet.com. I was just so glad I had that example that you gave me to me because it was really what I leaned on to send the message to ask her to go. Cause I was like going, well, it wouldn't have been a big deal if we stayed with Jill a few more days, but she wanted us to go and it was cool. And I'm like, and it's not a big deal to have her stay one more night, but it is because what's already happened in the last 12, 18 hours has been so much that I don't know what the next 24 hours is going to be like. And so sending the text gave me some relief. It gave me some relief and I was very proud of myself for doing it, but it wasn't easy because right. I just knew I kept doing the convincing and the selfish thing of going you know, I did this because I really wanted to be nice and now I feel like I'm pulling it back or like taking it away. But she did have all the days without me and like we had the whole month before you got there. So to say one day you can't, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Yep. But it was, yeah, it was tricky and it's not always easy to have those conversations, especially, and I think like your point of it's the small things over time totally. that build resentment. It's, it's so easy to just go, it's not a big deal. I'll just suck it up a little longer. And how often do we do that? Maybe just even in our relationships of tolerating things. So of much. Like, okay. It's not a big deal. It's not, not a big, big deal. deal. Yep. Like you I want to pick and choose it. your battles. Yep. You're like, oh, it's not, I can take care of it myself. Like don't mm-hmm. need to bring it up to the person. Yeah. I definitely don't subscribe to that anymore, but I definitely, mm-hmm. I see Keith. <laughs> Keith yeah. does that a lot. Yeah. It's easy to, it's totally. easy to get caught up in it. And then when, and maybe this is, maybe this is something to just ask ourselves and some self-reflection of if we're having a lot of resentment in our life, is it because we keep get, letting boundaries get crossed? And, and 
a tricky thing can be is when you, you've done it over and over and over and then suddenly putting up the boundary. Some people might be jarred by that, but it also goes back to what Jill said. Like that tells you everything you need to know about the relationship. Is there some respect? Sometimes people just don't know. Right. I think sometimes people are doing something and because you keep allowing and allowing, it's silently like digging at you and just making you cringe, but the person has no idea. And when you state like, hey, I can't, we can't do this anymore. Like I can't just keep dropping everything or whatever right, the thing right. is, they might go, oh, I had no idea. Like I didn't realize right. I was even doing that. So I think even that, just having that conversation, we just make up so many stories in our head sometimes. And maybe we even feel like this shouldn't be a big deal, but if it is a big deal to you, it it's a big, big deal. deal. Yeah. That's it. If it is a big deal, it is a big deal. I agree with you. I think um, it can also be hard. I think this is why putting a boundary in place with someone you have historically maybe not had a boundary mm-hmm. with, that can be really hard. It'd be a lot harder than just like nipping something in the bud. Like with, with like you and I back then, because we didn't know each other that well, it was probably good that we did that sooner yeah. rather than later. So moving forward in the relationship, like we have that understanding that both of us can trust each other's yeah. word. But I think if you've historically let someone get away, not get away with, but just have allowed, 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 have like dropped everything, have always put them first, have never really prioritized your own needs and haven't put a boundary in place. When you go to do it, it can be jarring to them. Either they don't know that they're doing it or they do see you as a bitch, mm-hmm. right? Or they see you as like, oh, like you're too good. Or like they just, there is that. And I think that's what we fear when we put a boundary in place, they're going to now, they're going to treat me like I'm a, um, a bitch or what's the big deal or like just see me as selfish. But you have to at some point. Yeah. Like you can't and you'll know if you're constantly feeling it. Resentment is the emotion. If you're constantly feeling resentment, not even just towards one person, but just fucking in general. If you literally have a feeling of like, why I feel like people constantly take advantage of me. Mm-hmm. I feel like people, con- no one feels grateful for me. If you're feeling like people do not value you, if you're feeling like they're not seeing what you're doing for them, it's probably because you're allowing that. And that's like fucking a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. But all of that stuff, you know, I remember there was definitely a time in our marriage where I think Jade had tried to communicate his frustrations to me, but I couldn't hear it. And then he kind of gave up and he like, and so I think he kind of built some resentment and I think it's, it turns into this like collective feeling of no one understands me. No one considers me. No one is grateful for the things I do for them. And like, there's only one way to rectify that is like, you need to have the conversation. And also if you have the conversation and they don't acknowledge it, like maybe I was doing, or I didn't really understand the severity of it. needs to be a consequence. You know, there needs to be a consequence. So that's why I would say like, it's one thing to state your boundary. It's another thing to enforce the boundary, right? You can state it, but then you're like, Hey, also, this is a line in the sand for me. Yeah. So what do you then have to do as a result of that? Do you have to pull away from the relationship? Yeah. You know, like there needs to be a consequence. An interesting thing about the enforced boundary, especially with this house guest, you know, I had messaged her at 10 a.m. She said, no problem. She was out and she had the dogs with her. So I was like, and I said, I don't want them to come back. So, and this is something I could have done better still. She came back with them and I was just going, okay, I thought it made sense that I didn't want you to come. Like I needed them to be gone now. Like you could come back and get your stuff. She came back with them. But then she said, Hey, I just have to run and sign some house papers at one o'clock and then we'll be out. Can I leave them here? And I was like, that's fine. I had the gate up. She goes out, but she comes back. But then I don't know. She's just dicking around for three hours. And I was like, sitting there going, when did she get, you're like texting me and you're like, she's still not gone. (laughs) And I knew it was like five o'clock. Yeah. She was like starting to get stuff out. But at this point the dogs had peed on the carpet again. They'd peed on the rug again. And I was going, okay, at what point do I just lose my shit and be like, get the fuck out of here. Right. (laughs) Take your dog. I'm trying not to lose my shit. 
And I, I feel like I should have said something as soon as she walked in. She'd actually walked in right when I was on a phone call. So maybe that's just why I was thrown off. But I should have said, hey, I meant like I need them out now. Like they can't be here the rest of the afternoon. Right. Like you need to pack, like check into the hotel, leave them there. And then I don't know. Take a piss wherever they want there. Yeah. Like she said. I, I really wish I had because even in that amount of time of her coming back, then we had more accidents. And I was like, what the fuck? So I could have even held the boundary stronger and enforced it better you know, looking back over the situation, but you know, I'm just, I'm glad I asked her to leave. I just wish she had left way earlier. Cause then I could have had the carpets cleaned earlier. And, and I think these conversations, if you guys are scared to have them, I think sometimes we think when we have a hard conversation, it has to be a heated conversation. Mm-hmm. They're not the same thing. No, true. So that's the thing is like, if you're worried, remember like none of this needs to be like, it doesn't, it can still be really kind, really warm, really empathetic. Yeah, but also hold a boundary. I think sometimes we think if we're like in this sort of confrontational, you know, conversation that all of a sudden, like I need to be at a level of like anger or like raise my voice because they just need to know. And chances are, if you've gotten to the point where you are feeling like you have to like raise your voice and whatever, like you probably let it go too long. Yeah. Because my whole thing is like this is a hard conversation is not the same thing as a heated conversation. It's a good. So good point. you can bring the energy, like the energy can stay low of the conversation can be just varied. I think this is what a lot of people are scared of is you know, people are going to see me in a certain way, but you can still be really kind, really understanding, really warm, really empathetic, and still state a boundary at the same time. I really love that one. And you know, that's the truth is that it did get so far that it was, I was like, it's about to get heated because I'm about to flip (laughs) and I should have said something. And that's why just looking back, and this is also why it's, everything's a practice. We always say things are practice. Like you're not going to get it right. Maybe the first time or the second time, but you just keep practicing and going, I could have done that a little better. I could have stated this a little more clearly. I thought that things were, you know, I personally thought things were clear originally and that she knew how I felt about the carpet, but apparently not. And I thought she knew that she wasn't supposed to bring the dogs back. So I look at it as not, I look at it as what did I do? I'm taking responsibility. I'm proud of myself for asking her to take the dog, to make the dogs leave. But I also am like, I could have done it better. There's some things I could have done a little different though. And so that's, that's the whole thing is like, we do, these are just all practices. Like you're going to get different situations thrown in and you're going to have you have to recognize it and you Mm -hmm. recognize it by being like, okay, I'm actually uncomfortable and I'm starting to feel resentful and like angry and like put off by this situation. Mm -hmm. You can actually save a relationship by enforcing a boundary Yeah, by sharing a boundary. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not let it get to the point where, you know, and also just don't assume that they know that was one of the things you and I also talked about, like, cause you and I are very much the same with our dogs where it's like, Hey, if they're being even like the tiniest, tiniest bit of a nuisance, I am like fucking on pit. Yeah. I think we all assumed most people were like that. So we went in being like, oh yeah, they'll be cool, whatever. And then at the second you start to see like, oh, this actually isn't what I signed up for. That's when I think that's the prompt to be like, all right, there needs to be a conversation here. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Always comes down to the self-awareness, the practice, just doing it, having the hard conversations. And then being being able to like, you know, you and I debrief and be like, cool, how was that for you? Like, did it, and you're like, I survived it. I'm glad, I'm proud of myself. I'm glad that I did it. And then you just rinse and repeat. Yep. 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 Well, love it. I would love to hear how you all feel about these kind of things. And um, yeah, have you ever had a crazy house guest, bad house guest? <laughs> <laughs> Is there like a movie called that? I think, I think it's called like house guest. There's like there a lot. Be. Yeah. 
someone who it's just so good. The relationship the stuff, man. It's so good. Like I love Byron Katie's just like, well, she did say the person you live with is your greatest teacher. So <laughs> you technically lived with this gal for a day. So maybe uh, that is the truth. It's so interesting. You know, that's the last thing I want to say too, is like, we're always around the people we're around. So we start to just assume people live how we live, whether it's our partners, our friends, our family that we grew up with. I think my first lesson in this was when I moved out and moved in with my first roommate after uh, after I turned 18, we just had different views and values of how we lived. And it was so interesting to me as I had roommates and just, went, yep. you know, go to college and you're dating people and you show up to their houses and you go, people don't all live the same. They don't all value the same. They're not the same level of clean. Some people are way more, some people are way less. And it's just, you have to remember that not everyone values the same things as you is the same. And I, I told Jill yesterday, I was, I was like, I'm nervous though. Cause I don't want this experience to let make me not generous and not let people stay in my house, but definitely make me question. And probably going forward, I'm going to have to meet a dog before they're allowed. <laughs> like, who's this dog? How are they? Like, I need to see it in person, see how your interaction before I just yep. assume that that was, uh, that was okay. Yep. So it's a good one. Anyway, love you guys. Thanks for uh, listening to this Appreciate episode. you guys. Let us know what's up. Of course, if you have questions, comments, things you want for us to riff on, go ahead and send us a direct message on Instagram at the Best Life Podcast. We always love hearing from you guys. We've gotten some great questions lately. We've gotten some great, just like very awesome food for thought lately as well. So if you guys have insights or anything you would love to hear us, our take on, please go ahead and hit us up there. We do save all of those and use those for future episodes, which helps. And I think a lot of the things that you guys bring up, a lot of people can uh, relate to and we can as well so we always appreciate that thank you guys so much for listening as usual and we will see you on the next episode bye guys bye